Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Rail back with another review, man. It is Teller Tuesday. This is Sons of Anarchy Season 1, Episode 7, The Review. Welcome back, all you Sons people. Uh, you know how I kick it off, man. Salute to Discord gang. All right, all those that is on uh, listening to this via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those other great platforms, salute to you. And, of course, you, the viewer. And big salutes to anybody that put me on a television screen. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just, Mama made it. I just knew one day I'd be on people's TV. May not be, you know, exactly how I thought, but fuck it. I'll take it. What? But salute to all y'all, man. Um, This episode of Sons was filler. It was, and I mean, every episode is not going to be out the park. It's not going to be amazing, and this is a prime example. This one, I'm going to have to rank this bad boy a 5 out of 10. Very mid in its midness. Yeah, that's what I got. This episode was mainly surrounded around um, Agent Dirty Mac, right, who was a very disgusting disgusting human being uh coupled that with half sack that was that's that's most that's mostly filler right there the half sack scenes because the 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 main objective is to come up with the money to pay the ira so they could keep the gun running um relationship still going so that's our biggest target of season one how do we get back on top how do we fix our finances so that we remain good, we remain the the sole proprietors of the IRA's weapons. That's the goal of season one. Now, so um, this one they are just expounding on that, right? They we got a figure. We need two hundred ten thousand, nothing more, nothing less. That's the goal. We need two hundred ten k. All right. Now we got Havsec out here boxing. Doing his thing. So Clay comes up with the plan after hearing Tig say, hey, it's big money to be made in this bare knuckle bra. I know people that made six figures. So they decide they're going to put 50K behind half sack to make it happen. Spread it out via the bets and let's get it going. Now, this is also um, half sack's little girlfriend since they didn't play cool. Um, Clay wants him to be focused because now the, he could potentially save the club with his skinny fist. This is a big role for half sack. He's still a prospect. Shit, winning the club this much money or meeting the goal could definitely get him patched in. Could definitely be like, hey, that boy there, he did it. That boy did it. Let's patch him on up. Right? And also on the same time, Clay wants to to uh to test half sack's chick. Uh see if her loyalties is to half sack. Her goal is to be an old lady. That's her main mission in life. She imprinted on half sack, half sack imprinted on her like some Twilight shit. And she's like, this is the one I'm rolling with. And she she's smart. She ain't go get somebody that's established like a Bobby, like a Chibs, like a Tig. As far as we're concerned, none of them have old ladies. But this girl is smart. She sees something in him. She sees a young man. That's not even past. She's a prospect. It's just like getting a, you know, that's just when you get your decision of, should I get a puppy or should I get a fully grown dog as my first, as my first choice? 
so a lot of people choose puppy because they want this thing where it's like, oh, I get to groom them into the dog I want to be. A lot of people don't want to deal with somebody else's dog, even though that's a big move. You're saving a life. You're saving a life. So think about that. But a lot of people will like to groom their own. And in her own way, shit, if I get with him as a prospect, by the time he's patched and I'm his old lady, hey, he knows, like, I am I am his world. I would have supported him through this. So she is strategic. I like her moves. Half sex is just, you know, he just fell for her. He, you know, a lot of people's motives, man. You know, half sex is not the type to, he don't even seem independent of thought. He just seems like the perfect prospect. You tell me where to go, I do it. You say that you go. You say go left, I go left. You say go right, I go right. I'm all about the club, and that's what you want. So he's just a soldier, but she sees something in him, and she want to be down on the ground floor. That is half sack, half a sack. And the boy got hands. The boy got hands. Got a mean right hook, you know. So the plan is in. At this fight, we're gonna make some money. All the while. Agent Dirty Mac is out here heavy. So we see Jax, and this is also an episode where Jax and Tara, they've been Googling at each other. They've been kind of, sort of, you know what I'm saying, doing a little flirtatious shit. Just trying to get, they've been getting closer and closer as these episodes been going. Tara has, but it's mainly, but Tara... I feel like Tara wanted to step out on that ledge and say, yo, Jax, come on, let's rekindle this. But it's a sensitive time. His baby is still incubating. They st- He's still fighting for his life, getting stronger. So that's a little bit too sensitive. You know, you are the doctor. And she don't want to look completely dirty, even though we know her, we know her uh, inspiration. We know her motives. We know what's driving her. It ain't just to just look after an old fling son. You're trying to get in, Tara. With your little manipulative ass. We know what you're trying to do. And she's not bad-mouthing Wendy. And she's almost being supportive of Wendy through this struggle. Because ain't that what any any one of y'all will want? Any of you fellas out there? You'll want a woman that accepts your, your son as looking after him. A caring woman that could be stepmom. You're looking for that. But then you also like, hey, she's also not going to be no beef to my old thing. This could be perfect. This could be, I, I like this. Tara's a, and she's a doctor? Well, she's checking off all, now, I, you know, Tara's got a weird attraction, attractive face to me. It's like, some days I'm like, oh, Tara, Tara's pretty hot. Other days I'm like, ah, not so much, not so much. Wendy in her prime, though, Sopranos Wendy, dust Tara out the water. But you can put all these needles and shit in her, and I, you know, you got her all drugged out, and she's kind of up there. Wendy's losing some sting, but I ain't forgot what you look like in Sopranos, baby. I know. And prime Wendy from Sopranos dust Tara. But Tara's not bad. She's not bad. I don't know. I don't know. I'm on the fence. She's got that Uma Thurman face. Some days Uma's hot. Some days you're like, ugh. I don't know. It's really weird. And that Charlize Theron, it's the same thing. It's a weird thing. I don't know. Some days you look good. Some days you don't. Atomic Blonde, she was fucking woo. But anyway, I digress. Sorry about that, ladies. You know, I don't like to do that when it comes to the women. But, you know, I was just having that second. I was just having that thought. So I apologize. But, um, yeah, so we see them getting a little closer. Now she feels comfortable to share with Jax, like, oh, my God. 
Jax knows something's wrong. Tara finally, you know, we see Agent Dirty Mac clearly out there stalking him in the car. And Jax is under the impression that he's just investigating the club. He's just trying to keep tabs on me. And then that's when Tara's like, no, not so much. You remember I was in Chicago? Yeah, that was my ex. Yes, that's the one I had the restraining order on. Yep, 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 yep. And Jax is like, oh, word? Say less. So now it all comes together for Jax. He was like, because why is this dude hanging around my kid? Why is he in the hospital? He's doing too much. Right? So the first thing Jax do is, with that Jax temper, goes out there, checks the federal agent. Right? He goes and finds out, like, yo, my man, I know what you're doing. You're nasty. This is creepy. All right? Stay the fuck away from him. You know, threatening him. But he's like, you're threatening a federal agent? Like a sucker. Like, that's a, that's a hoe-ass... Don't hide behind your badge, buddy. You was a tough guy. Be tough. Stay tough. Be an individual. Jackson, and Jax let him know, like, no, I'm not threatening a federal agent. I'm not threatening the government. I'm threatening your whole ass. You right there. And you're going to find out about it. I like that energy. I like that energy. Fuck you talking about. Take that badge off. See me like a man. Which you don't want to do. Then um, Jax goes and tells Hill. Now, these two... Never seen eye to eye, don't fuck with each other, but they got one thing in common. They want to make sure Tara Tara's a good woman and she should not be harassed. It's nasty. She should not be stalked. So they, they finally come together on this one mission, getting Agent Nasty Mac up out of here. He's just nasty. He's disgusting. Hale puts it in, lets Jax know, like, hey, he wasn't even here on official business. This motherfucker's just out here stalking. Oh, okay. That's the restraining order. Oh, that makes sense. So now his superiors are called, and Buddy's in trouble. Now he's mad. And he does some of the nastiest shit I've seen. Busts into Jack's crib in his son's room, in his son who's fighting for his life room. Start pissing on that man, on the baby's carpet, scratching out photos, doing wilding the fuck out. Gemma walks in, sees that, calls up Jack's, it's go time. I like the way Jax pulled up. No, hey, no conversation. Walk in. You threw the glass. Now I'm fucking you up. And you just stabbed me with some scissors? Fucked him smooth up. So that was a very good, I appreciate. I was just so glad to finally see that man get his ass whipped. He's a nasty, creepy piece of shit. Right? But let's get, let's go back to the, uh, the, the little half sack mission. Because it wasn't, it, this, that's like I said. This one didn't have a lot. I'm trying to pick and choose the things. I mean, you know, it always had those moments of of comedy. So in Clay's mind, let's put Bobby on the mission of um trying to hit on half sex girlfriend, right? And I thought that maybe you could have found I don't know, maybe Bobby's sexy in his own right. He definitely didn't lack the confidence. He said, Yeah, I'll apply pressure. To me, and in a way, Bobby came with cookies and overly groping and just nasty. I'm like, does this work? Does is this does this normally work for Bobby? Is this Bobby giving his best effort to, to try to get some ass from a woman? Like, is this this is how it goes? I'm like, if so, this is the I mean, some nasty fat man. This was the best you got. Look at Havsack. I mean, he's not no fucking, you know what I'm saying, no Brad Pitt or no fucking Ryan Gosling or nothing, but 
he damn showed you compare him to Bobby. I'm like, I don't know. That seems easy. That seemed easy to me. But, you know, that was just a cringy scene. And she's like, no, no, thank you. Now, if you to put if you to let Jax apply that pressure. Now we talking. Let her let her be up in Jax's old golden locks, beautiful face. Let's see if she turned that down. That's the real test. Not old fluffy cakes. Elvis impersonating Bobby. Like, that's what I was thinking. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not the best choice for the test. But whatever. She passed it, I guess. Uh, then we go. So half sack is whooping ass. Gets to the final fight. And he's supposed to blow it. Now, any true competitor don't want to lose. But if he loses... The club is up like what, 80k? Like some like no, like 50k or some shit like that. But if he wins, they only get 15. So the fix is in. It's like, yeah, just fall. But Clay shows up, right? And oh, before we get to Clay showing up, well, Clay shows up and just has a 1v1 with half sex girl. And he was just like, he tried. She said, no, I'm all in with him. So Clay's good. So he get Clay gives her the okay that if and when he gets patched in, uh, this this union is cool with me. So she's excited. This is what she wanted. Goes and hugs the caveman, kisses him, half sack sees it, and initially already, which I thought was the funniest part of the scene. I mean, funniest part in the episode. Clay's like, "Holy shit!" He thinks I'm up to something. No, 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 no. And he tries to run out there to tell half sack it's not what you think it is. It's too late. Half sack is triggered. And he beats the shit out of Buddy. Damn near murders him enough. So the club loses out on money, but hey, like Clay said, you owe us 35K, but at least you got the girl. So they'll figure out another way to get this money. But uh, back to Clay's, why he was friendly. Why was Clay so understanding and friendly at that fight and not popping off on half sack for blanking out and doing that? I'm going to tell you why. We've seen this episode, I guess, is probably the most important thing was Clay. As I rethink this episode, I think the most important thing is, is surrounding this episode, what we were to take away is Clay is getting older and he's getting softer. So in walks Lowell, right? We don't know who the fuck Lowell is. He's just a, he was an ex-junkie. Who's happy to work at Teller Morrow's fucking auto repair shop. And he's a damn good mechanic. So says Clay. And he's happy to see him clean. He's happy to see him with his son. His son watching him work. It's just all a beautiful thing. But nothing remains beautiful in the in the son's verse for long. Bodies are found. And now, they, I guess the, from some war, some back when... They were added with the Mayans. The Mayans seem to be the number one enemy versus the Suns. Like, that's real bad blood there. They don't fuck with each other at all. And this war, they didn't have on and off wars. I guess this one dated back to 92. So the plan is, before I guess, you know, the club got better at disposing bodies, this was back in the day, that they ain't had to worry about blood and teeth forensic just bury the bodies we done with them nobody's looking for them it's a new age and these bodies got unearthed and now they're scared because if they tie the bodies there to them the mayans who else would kill a couple of random latinos and bury them back here 
It's the Suns, obviously. So in our eyes, we're like, okay, they're just trying to cover something up. But it's something deeper than that because he's trying to keep Jax out of it. Only to find out that Tig, oh, and Tig, this episode was in rare form. So the plan is we're going to go to the bodies before they get identified. And I guess pull the teeth, try to destroy whatever blood that might be there. Just contaminate the evidence so it don't link back to the club. Makes sense. I see it. They know the doctor in town. They could get her badge. It seems pretty in and out. It's a small town. It's not, you know, and I, I, it's not a hard mission. Let's go and do it. And now Jax is up there talking to Tara. They're getting a little closer. You know, Tara's feeling comfortable that she could trust in Jax to take care of shit. Real man shit. Because that's all, you know, a lot of women, that's just all they want. They want to feel secure with the man they went. Like, oh, he's got my back. He's going to hold me down. And that's what Jax provided for her. When she was, you know, fearful and shit. And so then they got tighter. So obviously there's about to be smashing soon. I don't know. This is finna happen. This is finna happen. Finally. We're finna stop playing this flirt game and finna put the the pipe game down. All right. But anyway, Jax, but Jax is not feeling something. The way Clay and Tig showed off them, was talking about the bodies and they was a little... They gave some they gave some truth, but you know, Jack's been working around Clay and working with Clay for a while, and he's getting that little feeling like this motherfucker's not telling me everything. And why can't I be a part of this mission? So he he, he just follows his gut down there, right? But prior to, like I said, Tig was in rare form. Here goes Tig around a dead woman's body. Tig was extra fucking Tig this episode. Can I talk about it real quick? It'll have me bouncing around, but we'll come back to this. Tig A is talking about ask Clay as he ever had sex with a dead body. Obviously, Clay never has, and he doesn't want to hear about Tig's experience. And Tig is breaking down the cold and the stillness of it. Tig is a fucking psychopath. And I'm watching like, what? And Clay don't even want to hear it. And this got to be one hell of a thing to have. You Like, Tig hasn't really shown to us why somebody as sick as him is included in the table like the, as he is. Sure, he takes on missions, but so does Juice. Him and Juice. Him and Juice are always together. So what separates Tig that allows him? Because, like, think about it. If you have a criminal organization and you have somebody like a Tig who, ha- who fucks corpses and is very outwardly with it, and he will fuck transgenders and whatever. He, there is no, he's just uh, maybe overly sexually fluid. Because when you add dead bodies, that's just, that's next level. So for a club to accept that and I go, you sick fuck. No, you can't be a son. He has to bring something exceptional to the club. And we haven't seen it yet, but I have a feeling that, Tig is going to step up in a way or do something in a way that reminds us, oh, this is why this sick fuck is here. You know what I mean? Because that's all I'd be thinking. Like, Tig has got to be something magnanimous to just be able to stick around this group of hardened criminals who wouldn't even consider fucking dead bodies. But, yeah, so here goes Tig breaking that down. And then also, when it's supposed to be a happy moment, when, you know, Half Sack is just like told, like, hey, yeah, but your girl is your girl. Nobody's fucking with it. 
And Tig is salty because he didn't drop the fight. But he looks at Young Love and he looks at Half Sack and Old Girl and looks at him and say, well, get on out of here before I rape both of you. And I'm like, what? And Bobby's like, no, what do you No, We don't don't save them. And then the fact that Tig is like, man, that's a common expression. Yes, among sociopaths, psychopaths, creeps. But he just says shit like that so regularly. Like that is a saying, get out of here before I rape you both. Like that's, that's just wild. So I'm waiting for Tig to, excuse me, I'm waiting for Tig to show us why this is acceptable behavior and why he's at the table. But that's just something to look at and think about as you, you know, you watching it like, cause I'm, I'm thinking like when we seen this, did we laugh at this? I didn't laugh. It wasn't that I felt like, oh, how dare he? It wasn't no feeling of that. I wasn't angry, but I didn't. It was supposed to be comical. I didn't get any laughs out of it. It was more so my confusion of how do they let a motherfucker like this around? That's more so my thing. I don't feel a way, you know, about Tig. Because then you start thinking, like, that's just his dark humor. And then, you know, there's people that's going to laugh at that, and it doesn't make them sick. They just like dark humor. And I, I like dark humor. I just didn't. It's just... You know, I don't know. It's one of those things. It's a hit or miss. It's a hit or miss. But anyway, that was my Tia Grant. Thank you for letting me have that. Now, back to Jack's coming down here and's like, well, I don't understand why I can't help you guys. Help destroy wouldn't three people make this process faster? Like, move the fuck out the way. And then as they get ready to start ripping out teeth, Jax is like, chill. It's too late. They already ID'd the, ID'd the bodies. And the one body he finds is the one that is skipped over that nobody wants to talk about. Lowell Sr. Well, right? We just met Lowell. The happy guy, happy to be, happy to be here type individual. Holy shit, here's his father. Now, Clay has a conundrum. This was the real issue. He didn't really give a fuck that Mayan's bodies would be discovered. It's too old. There's no evidence. Who gives a shit? But this Lowell thing could really fuck them. Why? Because what Jack said, Lowell thinks his father just skipped town and left him. He has no, he thinks the fucker is alive. And here he is dead with the ops. This is bad. What did y'all do? What happened then? And Clay just said, hey, hey, shit was wild back then. Uh, I didn't have time to think lying. Like, why didn't you give him a separate birth? Why did you, a, a burial? Why did you bury him with the enemies? And Clay gives some excuse. Man, it was the 90s, man. It was a crazy two years. People was dying left and right. I had no, I had no time to think. I just put bodies where I could so we could save the club. I didn't think twice about it until this shit happens, which would be plausible for anybody but Clay. Clay is never, is no situation where I think or Clay holds himself to a regard where he would make such a mistake. You mean to tell me if Chibs died in 92, you would have been so befuddled to bury him with your ops with the Mayans in some ditch in a hole, unmarked? No, you wouldn't. You take the time to do something proper for your boy. So Lowell clearly, Lowell Sr. clearly was a problem. And for whatever reason, he doesn't want to tell Jax, which makes me think of something deeper there. And Gemma, when she was giving him the, the rundown when he finally got home after a rough day, you know, I'm, I'm shooting, a, I'm shooting ahead, but it's 
pertinent to this particular part. Jim was like, well, did you tell Jax the truth? Ah, some of it. What about Lowell? A little bit more. And then Jim was like, well, don't tell nobody everything. Fucking let that die. So clearly, because Jim was only concerned is Jax finding out what really happened to his father and becoming his father. And oftentimes, anytime we try to do something like that, we push too hard for somebody to not end up a certain way. We end up changing the course to it. It happens exactly how we didn't want it to. Had we just been cool and shut the fuck up and maybe had real conversations, let things go. It could be possible, but you know, I'm going to get into that. Uh, a last part too, that this Gemma thing is real interesting, but so Clay's real concern about this unearthed low senior is that it's going to trigger Lowell Cause he's already a drug addict. And they're afraid that when Hale gets to them and start pressuring them, they'll have Lowell flip and tell some of the secrets of the club and just start indicting people, getting people in trouble, which is legit. And so Clay is like, fuck it, let me go to Lowell first because he's going to find out I'd rather get ahead of this thing than be the one looking like a liar in the end. So he does, and Lowell seems to take it on the chin, but truly not. He's still fucked up. Hale gets in there, talks to him for a few minutes. And now Lowell goes right back to drug using. Left his son in a bathtub somewhere, some weird shit, some some junky shit. And Clay's like, fuck, man, this is not what I wanted. Gotta go kill Lowell. Gotta go kill Lowell. Jim was like, hey, you know what you gotta do? Gotta go take out Lowell. He's like, oh my God. I've been raising this boy since I killed his son. I mean, since I killed his father. Huh, here I go. So he gets in there, and Lowell does exactly what he's fear of. Lowell's questioning Clay, questioning why should I not. And his father apparently was also a junkie. And Clay let him know, like, your, your father was a junkie snitch. <coughs> he didn't care about his family. And I was not going to let him burn the club. I took care of him, my goddamn self. And look at you, the same, same seed, and you're talking crazy. Now I got to kill you too. But Lowell is ready for it. He's like, fuck it. All right, I, you're right. I let my son down, I let my family down. Just look after my son. Make sure he's not me. Fucking do what you got to do. So you got to respect that in a certain sense. He was probably high and not there, but he was still cognitive, and he was ready to take that bullet on the chin. He said, fuck it, just put me out of my misery. Because that addiction, because addiction is hard. And he's over it. He's tired of letting people down. He's tired of fucking not being the father he wants to be. He's tired of having this thing have a hold of him. Fucking Clay do it. And this usually is a, work, a walk in the park for Clay. But this is this is what I fear. Clay instead doesn't shoot him and decides to check him in. Now, this is a chink in Clay's armor. We're seeing it right now. From It's been happening. Last episode, while Clay was locked up and Jax was holding shit down, when it was time to wrap everything up, Clay said, fuck it, man, I'm tired. You got it. In this episode, right after, Clay just doesn't have it in him. He's tired. Of, oh, man, he's older. He's ready to just relax man be done with this shit 
you can only conspire and outlaw for so many fucking years before it's just like, I mean, like, when is his retirement? He's tired. He's tired of secrets. He's tired of lies. You can, you get in this field. When he lets Lowe live, he's fucking tired. And he's, um, he's ready to, he's ready to hang it up. You know? And then that's what we see with that conversation with Gemma. Gemma is looking like the downfall for Clay. Gemma don't want him to slow down. She don't want, she wants him to run shit as long as possible until she feels comfortable that Jax is all in and can take over from there. Clay feels like, man, fuck it, man. I'm done. I'm done. It's always some shit. Every day is some shit. He's just over it. But Gemma won't let him. And that 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 right there, Gemma's the one to watch out for. Gemma looks like the leader, the behind the scenes, the puppeteer. And she looks like she's about to fuck everything up. Because look, she came at Jax about Tara. Oh, that bitch. She's bringing the fit. Thirsty to badmouth Tara. And Jax shut that shit down like, you need to relax. That's a good woman. That's not her fucking fault. And immediately, Gemma's like, oh, shit. She got to him. Because she was expressing to Clay that she's scared that Tara's getting too close. And I'm going to tell you, the only fear she has of Tara is she is an opinionated good woman. She's a fucking doctor. This is the only thing that could stop Jax from becoming the man Gemma wants him to be. And she is fucking afraid. And she's and she strikes no fear in Tara. So she she would have let this union happen if she knew she had some control over Tara. At least she had control over Wendy. She got nothing over Tara. And that terrifies her. So it's about to get good. This is clearly about to come to a head, especially when they make this thing tight. So I, you say we see that Gemma's about to apply pressure, and when you apply too much pressure to a pipe, what it happened? But yep. Until then, I'll see y'all next episode, man. Get into the Discord, man. I'm gonna put it's in the description. Just follow the link or copy and paste it somewhere in your phone. Come on, guys, get on in there. Get on in there. All right, we having good conversations. But please make sure to leave a like. I need all the likes. I need my algorithms to fly. I need more people, more like-minded individuals to come watch this and enjoy this shit with you. Just press the goddamn button. It's right there. It Does it cost money? Am I asking for money? What am I asking for? A like? Don't make me turn to Ellen Iverson. We're talking about like. A like? What? Protect your health, yourself, your wealth. Your boy Rail is out of here, man. Peace.